0: Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios. This is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Here we go. Second hour this morning. Good to have you with us, guys. Uh, We love you,
1: Boom Crew. If you haven't, if you haven't, if we haven't told you lately that we love you. Quick
2: question, guys. Yes, sir. Today's Wednesday, right? Oh. I keep oh, losing track oh, of things. Today's Wednesday?
1: Bring it, brother. So. Bring it.
2: Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Mike, Anybody. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is?
3: It's hump day.
2: woo Hump day?
1: Yeah,
3: we're oh, in hump buddy. day.
1: Leslie could be Allie. Oh, yeah. I think so. Oh, Leslie yeah. and Allie. It's hump day. Birds of a yeah. feather. Go away! At some day. Yes, I know. <laughs> Jumping into it here this morning, guys, got a lot going on. Cubby's got a win last night. We're gonna oh. hit that at the bottom Woo. of the hour. That's right. They need to save. Superdive's famous for this. Could you save some of those runs for future games? Thank you.
3: Spread them out yeah, a little bit. Took my thunder there. That's exactly my point.
1: <laughs> but there's a kid that hit his first home run. I know. He's a rookie. Oh, yeah. And he hit a grand slam.
3: Oh, that's first a good time. way to do it. Yeah.
1: It's a really good way to do it. Oh, that is just so good. Oh, right, yeah. right. Well, we beat the lowly pirates, but we're going to take a win no matter what. <laughs> one,
0: day, one day at a time.
1: If you can't drub the lowly, you're never going to go to the playoffs. So you got to drub the lowly and squeak a few from the high and mighty. That's yeah. right. You got to the, the
3: ones you're supposed to you, win. Pff,
1: that's it. You got to win the ones. You're, that's away. a kinder, gentler way of saying that. That's right.
3: Married to a coach. <laughs> so I got lots of coachisms. You got to win the ones you're supposed to win. Guys.
1: Well, that's a fact, isn't it's it? It's
3: very true. Yeah. You can't be giving away the gimme games.
1: That's that applies oh, spiritually, too. Yeah, it's very it true. Is. Come on. Let's win the ones you're supposed to win. This is why I've been telling Superdye to stop her gossiping around here. That's an easy win. We can just stop doing that. Wow. Super! never oh, okay. gossips. No. Thank you. I was like um. What are you supposed to do with that? Right. Yeah. yeah right. Um. What a good friend you got, girl.
0: <laughs> good morning.
1: Oh boy. Ah, uh, we're gonna have a good morning this morning. I uh, want to take you. We're gonna have a lot of fun with this topic that we're gonna introduce here this morning. Uh, discipleship training is an awesome thing. But you really can't have discipleship training until you have pastors that are equipped. Is that fair to say, guys? Very fair. That's why we do what we do here at Moody Bible Institute, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, my bride and I, of course, were in Burundi. And one of the coolest things that we had an opportunity to do was to speak to a group of uh, over 200, about 220 pastors and their wives. In in Burundi? In Burundi. Wow. So
3: were they just from Burundi?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they walked... Great distances, a lot of them. Wow. Yeah, great distances. Some took cars. Uh, the way you kind of get around in Burundi is if you have a bicycle, you grab hold of a semi as it's going by, and you hitch a ride.
0: Oh, wow!
1: All over the place because oh, it's boy. very mountainous. So, I mean, if you can grab onto a lorry when it's going by, you take the ride. Yeah, take the ride. Yeah.
3: yeah. Wow, that sounds one of
1: the funnest pictures I have. My wife put it on her Facebook page. Uh, is is a big lorry and they've always got I don't know why this is in South America in Africa you name it everybody that owns their trucks they put their own logos and words on it and on the back of this one it said danger and here's five kids huddled up on a four inch little ridge on the back of this truck hitching a ride for who knows how many kilometers (laughs) oh yeah and they've got bare feet or sandals. And one of them had bare feet and he's, we're taking pictures and they're laughing that we're taking pictures of these guys. They're barreling down the road. And, uh, he drops his foot down to the surface of the road and his heels rubbing along the road.
3: Okay. Wow. That sounds,
1: you know what this white boy, how long that would last for me? I'm cringing. I would peel skin off my feet in two. I couldn't do it. But their feet are like.
3: Is it primarily a barefoot culture? Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Barefoot or sandals. Okay. Barefoot or sandals. And. So So the pads on the feet have been hardened. Oh. Over time. Yeah. I think you could fry an egg on the bottom of their foot and not hurt them a lick. Hmm. I mean, they're they're tough kids. Hmm. These are tough kids. It was hilarious. (laughs) We're all going. He's got his foot on the ground. Yeah. His foot is rubbing on the ground. Man, I've itched. Ah, It's making me cringe.
3: <laughs> it's like,
1: oh, Just wow. something else. So things oh. are a little bit different over there. Mm-hmm. Some people come a great distance to this pastor's conference. And uh, there's one thing in particular that we gave them that was so good. You know, how do I say this carefully? There were some things that we exported as missionaries to different continents. Most of it was fantastic. Some of it was hurtful.
3: Uh, who do you, who's the we here?
1: We meaning evangelicalism, multiple denominations, okay. gospel preaching, missionaries. Did great, phenomenal work. I'm not denigrating them. But some of the stuff that was exported, you need to unwind. Uh, one of those is uh, a lot of children, and let me be balanced with this one too. Boarding schools were huge in Africa for missionary kids. So they would drop them in Nairobi or some other big cities. And those kids would see their parents, on, a, for some families, twice a year for very brief visits. Other than that, the kids were in boarding schools. Wow. Some kids thrived in that. Other kids were really injured through that. I mean, hard on them. And you know that by raising kids. You know that you've got some kids that, okay, I could, this kid could handle boarding school. Yeah. This could not. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of injuries that way. But even with regard to some of the training that we've given, we missed um, a couple of big things. I'm gonna give those to you in just a moment here. But a couple of big things that we missed. And so we had an opportunity, uh, not that we have the answers, but to unwind some obvious things, right? Just to unwind okay. some obvious things and we'll get to those coming up here. And even this morning, we're gonna have a lot of fun, guys. We've got a story out of the UK that is, it's one of those that you've gotta look at what's going on in the world and go, hmm, how do we respond to this? It's an interesting story out of the UK. They have been insistent that they need to ban conversion therapy, which is any attempt to help someone get freed from homosexuality. But the long tail of that law that they were wanting to institute has got him putting the brakes on it. So we'll be breaking that down today. So we got a lot going on in this show in the next few hours. Also, we're gonna be asking you, speaking of pastor training, pastors are called to make disciples. And so we're gonna be asking you this morning, if you had to learn something as a disciple, there's something that you wanna know, there's something you want victory in, what is it? I'm curious as a pastor, Yeah. what is it? And you've got a captive audience here, Boom Crew, because there's a lot of pastors that tune in and you can help direct sermon series, discipleship training. There's a lot of things that you can have influence on this morning. So let's go for it. Let's do it. All right, coming up here in a little bit, we're gonna take you to Burundi and we're gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a couple of, just a couple cool insights. One was so liberating, something my wife shared, got all the women
0: going gonzo in the house. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. You know, when I was a pastor in training,
1: both at Bible College and Seminary, Multnomah University, it's called now, and Denver Seminary, there were three things that I wish so badly I would have received that I did not get. Really badly. Hmm. Spiritual warfare training, number one. I did not understand how to deal with demonic forces. And it was shortly after I was out of Bible college that I was faced with this stuff head on, physical manifestations of demonic forces. So I went to school fast on this. Okay. You know, when you're faced with spiritual warfare, you get schooled up in a hurry. Yeah. So that was, that was a big learning thing that I really wish that I would have gotten out of Bible college or seminary. A second thing is Holy Spirit power. I was schooled in a very evangelical, traditional... Uh, kind of schooling scheme, as it were, and it was, it was great, phenomenal. Multnomah, amazing education. Denver Seminary, phenomenal. But I never got my arms around the power of the Holy Spirit, why it's so important, why he was so important to understand in the world today. I never, never got my arms around it. The third thing was uh, leadership principles. Interpersonal relationships, straight line communication, Matthew 18, how to coach people to deal with practical life issues, conflict resolution, all that stuff. Yeah. We didn't get that. We got how to preach, Old Testament survey, New Testament survey, harmatology, which is great to study a sin. Everybody needs that.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Not just for Bible school students. No,
1: we all need that. But uh, we missed a few important things. Well, in Burundi, there were a couple of things that uh, we were able to deposit with the folks. And I, these are, you know, it's very important when you go to a different culture that you aren't taking stylistic things, mm-hmm. you're taking substantive things and let that style be expressed in that culture because otherwise you're, you're taking culture away from them. So these two things were big things. One of them got the women going gonzo for my bride when she shared them. Oh, my goodness. They were cheering. And the men were sitting there going,
2: hmm.
3: How do we feel about this?
0: Hang on. Helping you take the next step in your walk with Jesus. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Pastor training is
1: important. Some of you might be saying, Whoa. Uh, We aren't all pastors out here. Well, we're going to have something for you in just a moment. But we do have a lot of pastors that listen in here. And it's important for us to understand that when we go to cross-cultural experiences, we find sometimes that maybe we exported something that we never wanted to give. Or we left something out that was really important. There were two things in particular that stand out to me at our pastor leader training. uh, 220 plus uh, pastors and their wives huddled in this room. It was great, generated power for a little bit of a sound system right there, no electricity in this area at all, and what, a, what an awesome opportunity. My bride broke down something very important, and she said, I want all you women to listen. She said, you know, ladies, sometimes uh, we don't see ourselves rightly, but the helper that is referred to in the provision of Eve for Adam was not a denigrating term. And she said, my bride, the word helper is used of four persons in the Scripture. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and women. It could be translated to assist someone who is otherwise incapable. Ooh! (laughs) That's pretty awesome. It's, It's used with the Godhead in that they all have different roles, totally equal, totally different roles. So it is in marriage. And pastor's wives needed to hear that. Wow. When she said that, there was a huge, there was a delayed eruption. They didn't know if they could cheer because their men are right there. Matter of fact, Janine got done and she was expounding on it a little bit. And Isaiah, the, the leader of this whole event, uh, was actually taking some photos from behind us. And he walked up beside me, whispered in my ear, They've never heard this before. Do you
3: think that I'm teaching sure. around this subject, are you using this as an example of maybe where we've exported a not such a biblical message around?
1: Probably. Uh, We probably did not elevate women rightly in some of the training that we gave. Mm. And uh, we, I am a big believer that we are totally equal only because the Apostle Paul and Jesus stressed that over and over again, we are different. But I'm afraid that the differences were highlighted more than the equality. Mm. And a passage like that helps us in a word study like that helps us kind of reorient some things, so that was huge. The other big thing that came up that was interesting was we had a time in a home after that with a few of the real leaders of that whole thing in in the local area and their wives, and we, I posed a question, I said, we've got a translator there, I said, what are you struggling with that you would love to share, but you never get to share it with anyone? Got real quiet. Wow. And then I said, I would like the women to share. That was really interesting. But one dear woman began to speak and then a couple other weighed in. And one poured out her heart. And uh, she said, we have six children and I feel like I'm left alone to care for these kids And I don't have enough of my husband around
3: Hmm.
1: because the pressures of the church are so vast. I made a statement that got laughed at. I said, gentlemen, I want you to hear me. Sometimes it is more righteous to not walk five kilometers to pray for a sick person. It's more righteous to stay at home with your family. Chuckles all around the room. Why? It was inconceivable to to them to hear that. But you could see in the women's eyes. Tell us more.
3: Wow, you know it's interesting how I mean that that could be anywhere. That could have been used. That's a, spoken to a group of pastors and wives in Burundi. Sometimes the pressures of ministry keep the pastor away from his family. That could be spoken in Chicago or Chattanooga.
1: Anywhere. It California. Really can. But at least we're having those discussions here at robust levels. Most yeah. of us pastors are. Work life management is spoken of, discussed. But over there, um, there was just it, it's just a wholesale selling out to the needs of the body, sometimes at the expense of the family.
3: Wow. Okay.
1: So it was a good discussion to have. Coming up here in a minute and a half, we're going to flip this around. We're going to have a question for you guys, Boom Crew, because I'm going to ask you a question that you might
0: never have been asked. What is it? Hang on. It's like coffee, but for your ears, you're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings.
1: All right, guys, here's what we've got for you. This is a fun question. A lot of you sit in church from week to week, and maybe you've never thought much about it because you never thought you'd be able to share your voice. On this one. You know that you're called to follow Jesus Christ, be an apprentice of Christ, and you want to grow with Him. But there's something, and it's usually a reoccurring issue in your life that you can't seem to get victory over, or you want to grow in, and you don't know what to do with it. What's the one thing you would love to hear pastors teach on, train more, equip leaders for so that you can be an effective disciple of Jesus Christ? What one thing is it? 312-274-9624. Our text message machine. I've been whacking on it here. It's not coming to life. I need a bigger hammer. But until then, (laughs) it's time to call in right now. Allie, what do you have?
3: Well, for me, I wish... That I could hear more about end times and death. I know that sounds no, really... that's
1: that's good. How does that help you in your walk with Jesus? Because
3: I think a lot of times we it's easy to fixate on the here and now on how to kind of best live in this life, which I think is important. But I think if what we're preparing for is eternity, then I think I'd like It'll to help hear, you walk better here, yeah, yeah, I think to hear more about what's to come
1: a great insight what do you say jolene from chicago what one thing
3: good morning um
4: how to use our gifts and specifically my gift is discernment and it seems like it's harder to use within the body of christ i'd just like to know how to how to use that edify the body
1: jolene i want to tell you i'm so glad you called in Number one, thank you, boom, sister. Uh, I want to tell you that I think one of the most important things. I'm, I'm going to answer some of these as we go. Yeah. But the issue of discernment. This is interesting because discernment's a fascinating gift in that God gives you insight into things that maybe others don't see as readily. But Jolene, I have seen this gift abused before. You might have too, sister. Where you, you maybe. It's not that you can read someone's mail. Discernment isn't some bizarre spiritual gift, but you get insight and it's important to understand this with all the gifts. All the gifts are designed for one thing. Do you know what that do you know what that one thing is, Jolene? What what are gifts given for? Do you remember?
4: To edify the body. Yes. To lift Good. Up others. Yep.
1: Yes, to edify the body. So any kind of a spiritual gift that is used to somehow uh, tell someone I can read your mail, I got an insight on you, and it's kind of used to neutralize them, no good. But if it's used to build them up, use it. So all I'd say is if you've got a prompting and a discernment from someone that can help build them up, flex that gift and go for it, Jolene. All right, sister?
4: Awesome. Thank you.
1: Yeah, that's a great word. Good question. Yeah. But using spiritual gifts, yeah. It's huge. When he ascended, he took captives captive Mm -hmm. and gave gifts to men. The Holy spirit distributes them. We ought to know how to use them. What else do we have here? Allie, Mm,
3: let's go to Sandy. First time caller from Bolingbroke. What do you say? Hi. So
4: I would like to hear more about walking on this daily walk, this journey in Christianity and, um, about the imperfections. We don't talk about the daily things that we struggle with and how on this journey um, it's not perfect and how God can get us through that on a daily basis.
1: Yeah. That's really a good word. Appreciate you calling in Sandy. First time caller. What do you say to that one, Allie? Come on.
3: No, I think that's huge. I mean, I'm just enjoying hearing the different perspectives because obviously there's So we have so many resources at the ready. There are books on everything. There are podcasts and teachings on everything. But what's the best way to actually get this in a practical way into the life of the everyday believer?
1: Yeah. And I would say this with regard to imperfections, two things. Perfection is not the goal. And I have people in my life that, and I think to some degree, we all struggle with this. Oh, I failed again. Perfection is never the goal of God. Sanctification is. That's growing up in our relationship with him. So when our imperfections become kind of cast, they become part of us, that's something good to unlodge, dislodge. So good words, Sandy. Uh, Roberta in Harvard, what do you say?
4: Hi, part of my problem is work, working in the world, and then having a church life and having a balance between the two.
1: It's a great one. You know, equipping people who are, we call them ambassadors at 180 Chicago, anyone who's a volunteer, uh, having, letting people off the hook and not letting them get burned out in church, Mm -hmm. boy, that's vital. Yeah. So having that balance and learning that is great. I got to tell you guys right now, you've got pastors listening in as you speak. Coming up, minute and a half, we'll get back to the phone lines. Got a question for you.
3: Yeah, what is that thing that you want to learn more about so that you can really take a next step in your walk with Jesus? Something you wish your pastor would talk more about. 312-274-9624.
0: Your spiritual pit stop to keep you going in the race. We're Carl and Crew Mornings.
1: My bride and I had an opportunity in Burundi to do some uh, pastor training, pastor and wives training for about 220 plus great men and women of God. It's just so cool. But then I wanted to flip this thing around and go, all right, you as a disciple of Christ, what do you want to hear at your church? What do you want to know that will help you gain Victory. What one thing do you want to learn about, know how to exercise in your life that will help you gain victory in your walk with Jesus Christ? It's not knowledge brokering. right? It's not something more to know. It's something more to apply Mm -hmm. so that you can really put shoe leather to it. Give us a call right now, 312, calls only, 312-274-9624. Let's
3: go back to the phones. Let's go to Ken from Elgin. Ken, what do you say? What's something that you want to know more about, not for knowledge sake, but so that you can really grow in your walk with Jesus?
4: Uh, For me, it's truly learning how to forgive somebody uh, in my heart. Um, I know the, the premise of forgiving somebody. I know we need to forgive them for us, not for them, but... It's hard when you're when you're really dealing with and um, a difficult person that they're in your life all of the time uh, truly being able to forgive them um, so I guess that's my thing without babbling too much Just No, no, no that's how good to take that from my head to my heart
1: no, that's good Ken forgiveness is a tough thing and mainly because I can't break this fully open here right now. Someday we're gonna have Colin Smith in here and uh, uh maybe even uh. Ken Braun, expert on this. Forgiveness is a transactional word in the original Greek language, so it in, it implies a give and a take. But here's what I the, I lean on constantly on the issue of betrayal, and maybe you don't have an opportunity to talk with someone who's really done you wrong or you're around them all the time, but they're not owning anything. It's good old-fashioned love your enemies. Mm-hmm. Love them. It's a tough one, but it's real. But understanding the mechanics behind that more than just the theological concept, you're right on, Ken. Zach in Florida, thanks for holding on. Where are you at in Florida, man? I am in uh,
4: Panama City.
1: Good. Good to have you listening in here. What do you say, Zach?
4: Well, I've been in the church for about 35 years now. Uh, Been there since I was born. One thing that I never really see is how to evangelize. We're always given the gospel message and told the importance of it, but I've never really seen how to share it and so good. never charged or truly equipped to share it with the unbelieving world around us. Zach,
1: that is tremendous. And I want to tell you, as a pastor, I struggled with this for the longest time. And I'm going to give you, let me give you something, Zach. I'm going to give you one little bit here real quick. And it comes out of Acts 26. The apostle Paul in front of King Agrippa shared his faith so boldly, shared the gospel so boldly that King Agrippa got rattled. And he looked at Paul and he said, do you think you're going to turn me on to Jesus <laughs> in three minutes or less? And why do I say in three minutes or less? You can hear him, Zach, if you time it, and I have, you can time it. And in three minutes, the apostle Paul goes through his story. This is who I was. This is what happened on the Damascus road. This is what's happening today. And verse 20, God is helping me to this very day. And in three minutes, I think there's no better way to share the gospel than story because we've had umpteen guests on here who have said that they can argue with apologetics. They can argue with the historicity of Jesus, but it's hard to argue with a story. So, Zach, at least take that one with you today, but it's noted, bro, and a lot of pastors are listening, how to evangelize, not just go do it. What a great word. Yeah. Let's get one more in
3: Yeah, here. it sounds like we have some other callers who feel the same. LaShonda from Chicago, uh, you also feel similar to Zach, right, about evangelism? Correct. I believe as believers, the spirit of fear sadly comes upon us when we talk about evangelizing. It does. And
4: so... Is that, you know, if that can be, if that can be touched on that way, because we talk about it in church a lot, you know, and majority of the time, majority of the time people in churches are already, you know, they already know about Christ. And so it's important that people that we see in the grocery store, the people that we see at school and um, outside in the world, that that spirit of fear wouldn't come upon us and we can just walk. You know, and I guess I could be asking my question a little bit because I think the spirit of confidence should come upon us, but <laughs> you know, I think if taxes would we'll touch on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's really great. Lashonda, let me give you some inside scoop on this. I'm a type A unapologetic guy, and I'm gonna be honest with you, Lashonda. I can get weak in the knees when it comes to sharing about Jesus Christ. But you know what? That natural man, natural woman fear can be turned into clinging to the power of the spirit.
3: Yeah.
1: I don't, I want you to know this that's a common emotion. The reason a lot of people say, well, if you're in Christ, you should be fearless. Well, should be, should be. Why is fear spoken of so often in the New Testament? Because it's a common it's like malady, a
3: constant struggle,
1: it's a common issue. So, don't beat yourself up for it, sister. Great word, Lashonda. Love it when you call, all of you call in. This is tremendous. Coming up, minute and a half. Phone lines still lighting up here.
3: Yeah. What is that thing that you would like to hear more about at church? You'd like to hear your pastor teach more on so that you can grow and take a next step in your walk with Jesus? 312 274 9624.
0: Learning to follow Jesus each and every day. We're Carlin through mornings. Let's get one more in here
3: let's go to Trish. Thanks for holding on. Trish Bowling Bolingbroke. What is something that you wish you could learn more about, hear more about from your pastor so that you could grow in that area, take a next step with Jesus?
4: Um, our Secure my identity in, in Jesus, my identity in Christ, that secure, complete feeling that that is truly who I am and I walk in him and Nothing can sway me from that.
1: that That's a good one. That's a good one. And so desperately needed. Matter of fact, we've got one little resource that might help you if you're listening right now and you feel like, oh, Trish, man, she took my topic. Yeah. Because that's on your heart. We've got a resource for you.
3: The tr- it's our truth blog. This is our most downloaded resource. It's a just a easy downloadable that reminds you from Scripture. Bullet points. Who am I in Christ? I refer to this one more often than any of our other resources. I think you're going to love it too. Text the word truth to 312-274-9624. Just the word truth to 312-274-9624.
0: Need a wake-up call? We can help with that. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings.
1: All right, guys, get time to get some calls in here. What one thing, and this is important, you want to give voice to this? You got a lot of pastors listening here this morning, a lot. What one thing do you want to learn, know, and grow in? This is not just knowledge. You want help in your discipleship with Jesus Christ. Might be in the form of a sermon series, could be in leadership coaching, could be a seminar that's held at the church, but you want this one thing.
3: Tell us, 312-274-9624. This could be you know, some of what we've heard and seen this morning, uh, more teaching on forgiveness, how to share my faith, relationship management, what repentance looks like.
1: Yeah, good, good feedback already, guys. uh Burton Forest Park, what do you say, Burt?
3: Hey, good
0: morning. Here's what it is. I think for me, it would be, I'd be a better, you know, disciple me more to, to better um, witness, especially in the context of where we're living, like homosexuality, transgenderism, all those things and love my brothers and sisters to the kingdom effectively. How do I better do that?
1: Yeah, that is, I'm so glad you brought that up, Bert. Because I think a lot of us get told, we had a call here about an hour ago, Bert, where somebody called in and said, We get told to go and evangelize, but we don't know how. And to do that in love, to share the love of Christ, I think getting the mechanics behind that are important. What would you tell someone right now, Pastor? Renke, you stand up and you're saying, uh, All right, I really do want to help you understand how to win people more for Christ with love. That's what I've got in my screen from Bert. What do you say?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Okay, I'm going to think about this. I might go a little slow on it, but we'll take our time. So, to win people with love, first, what you can't do is just go and say, Hey, I'm identifying this thing about you. Here's what needs to change in your life you know and and then just start quoting bible verses at them no one no one's really going to accept that because there's no love attached to it so first i think you need to understand people even if it's someone that you've met just for the first time and you know you have a little bit of time with them you don't know them very well get to know them take the time to understand who they are understand their needs yeah um i think that's what jesus did as he talked with you know the woman at the well he understood her needs
1: and he addressed those needs so yeah i think hearing story is really important yeah you know people love to share their story absolutely they do have you ever noticed i don't care where you go in this world i've i've been all over the world including burundi a week and a half ago let me tell you people love to share their stories and when people feel heard Mm -hmm. i think that's a great principle right there when people feel heard they're more likely to hear you. Yeah, that's right. Fair enough? Absolutely. Good stuff, Bert. But even getting into the mechanics of that more, taking that a deep dive even deeper, good stuff, Bert. This is stuff that pastors are hearing right now, and there's some common themes that we've heard today. We'll take more calls right now.
3: What is that thing that you would like to hear more about at church to help you grow, to help you move forward? 312-274-9624.
2: Hey, this is Bart Miller from Mercy Me, and you're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings on Moody Radio Chicago.
1: Sometimes getting your voice heard is an awesome thing, and we want you to share it here. We're going to take a few, just a couple more minutes here on this topic, but what do you want to grow in? When you think about this, Allie, what do you want to know that you can grow in your relationship with Jesus?
3: I would really love to hear more teaching about heaven, about end times, about death, I mean, as, much as as great as it is to have equipping for like the everyday Christian life, if we're preparing for eternity, sometimes I'm like, man, I want to hear more about...
1: It'll make you walk better here. Yeah. Yes. I, I, could, I agree. And there's a few key things that we sometimes overlook in our teaching that if we really sharpened our spear, it would help us. That's a good one, Allie. What do you say, Young Thunder? If you could pick anything, what would it be?
2: Hmm. If I could pick anything, I think I would say it has to do with evangelism. Evangelism is hard, and it's scary. And uh, we, our listeners, have been right. We do talk a lot about get out there, get out there. But how do I get out there? That's right. How do I do that without you know making the message of the gospel look unpowerful?
1: Yeah, this is interesting. Paul Hansen is a new hire that we brought into 180 Chicago, and he's got a passion for this in a big way. He's convinced that the average church member desperately just needs some handles on this thing so that they yeah. can get freed up. I would agree. It's his passion is to help people share their faith. Good stuff. Michael in Chicago, what do you say, man?
4: Uh, good morning. I'd like to hear some more information about empowerment, uh, empowerment by the Holy Spirit. Empowerment to uh, help the laity like me step up and volunteer more to take definitive action.
1: Yeah, I love uh, that. When
4: I uh, stepped into the role of evangelization at my church, the first thing my pastor did was empower me with the Holy Spirit to really energize the gift of the Spirit that I had. I had no idea what he was doing at the time, but it was just amazing. And I think that if the congregants or the parishioner can hear more about that and really key into the gift of the Spirit, use the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit, then we'd start having something.
1: Yeah, I think you're right on. Um, Empowerment—you know, there's there's a lot of talk about this, and this is where we need to stay on that high ridge. the The reality is, when we're born again, we're born again by the power of the Spirit. According to Ephesians 1, we're sealed in the power of the Holy Spirit. The question is, are we being filled with the Holy Spirit? Do we understand what the Holy Spirit's role is? The early church sure did. They were praying in the Spirit constantly, and they were mindful of the Holy Spirit. Now, I've heard a lot of people say this as of late, and it's true. The Holy Spirit always points people back to the cross, no question about it. But you cannot read the book of Acts without seeing Holy Spirit empowerment. It is everywhere. So we need it for sure. Good word, Michael. Heven, first time caller Glenn Ellen. What do you say? He then?
4: Uh, hello, call and crew. Uh, just want to say I'm grateful for you guys. And I've been watching, hearing you guys for a while. Thank and uh, I would say. Uh, I would like to learn as a single young man. Uh, how to show love towards my sisters without having us fall in love with each other. Hmm. That's a great, honest thing, bro. Yeah, I really
1: love wow.
2: that. So honest.
1: Yeah. What a, what a great sure. word.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Hevin, you can call in here anytime you want, hot dogs. As wow. a matter of fact, stay on the horn, Hevin. Any man that's got the courage to call in with that one, he gets a Carlin Crew prize back. <laughs> I like the yeah, sound of that. I
3: agree.
1: You're defining biblical manhood, Hevin. Way know. to go. Stay on the horn. Uh Boom. Brother, that's a great one. What do you say to that, Allie?
3: I am I'm so encouraged by that because that desire to I want to love my sisters in Christ, but I recognize that as a single young man, and there are single young women that this can get, you know, it can get uh, dicey quickly. Quickly, <laughs> I love that his intentions are pure, and I I so believe that the Lord honors intentions yeah, like that, that he time. wants to love without it being misconstrued or taken the wrong way.
1: Yeah. I've heard a lot of guys say, man, if I'm just trying to be friends, it gets taken wrong. And I think that there's a hunger for love. And sure. so some people, men and women alike can take that as a, you know, kind of like a, a signal. Is this, is this a sign that yeah. he's kind of taken a shine or she's sure, yeah. really kind of maybe even hitting on me here? So, bringing some teaching to the body of Christ that says, "Let's be friends," yeah. and not everything has to be romantic in nature, and we can have friendships here. It's a good word, great one. Even enjoy your Carl and Crew prize pack. David Middlebury, we'll get you in here. Roy, what do you say?
4: I say uh, the biggest thing that I know I struggle in my daily life and walk in Christ is being able to know where to start when it comes to studying God's word good
1: word what do you what do you do right now what are you doing David
4: I try and follow certain little devotionals on my bible app on my phone but it's almost like I I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere
3: Mm.
1: that's a great honest feedback there David yeah David noted my man noted you know, it's interesting, the, the scriptures, are, they don't need to be made relevant. They're as relevant as can be. And right. I got to tell you, I've, I've been in a very long season, probably 20 years, when I open the Bible now, and it's like, boom. I mean, it's just like high death pops off the pages into my heart. Now, you might be listening right that right now and going, well, that's not happening for me. Sure. What would you say, first steps, guys? Come on. To get into the Word of God in a in a in an intentional matter that you are doing what David wants, going somewhere.
2: Yeah. So something i I try to do when I get into the Word is before I start reading, I pray and I ask that God would show me something that I may not have seen otherwise. And I really do feel like God answers that prayer. That's so sweet. And He shows me things that maybe my brain wouldn't have caught. And then the other thing I think is we have to train ourselves to get into the word when we don't feel like it, because I really do think some of the most powerful times are when we say, hey, I don't really want to, but But I want to stay faithful to being with God and learning from him. And I really think he answers that call to faith as well by showing us things and teaching us things. good word, young thunder.
3: And I would just add to that. I think sometimes devotionals are awesome tools, but I think sometimes devotionals can train us to rely on someone else's interpretation yeah. where we maybe read a, a short passage and then we go right into reading what someone else is kind of their their takeaways. So sometimes I will just put aside devotionals. And even if I feel like my understanding is limited, just reading scripture and trusting that the Holy Spirit will illuminate even though I don't necessarily understand everything that I'm reading. And I believe that's okay.
1: Yeah, it's a great word. By the way, having a little tool alongside you doesn't hurt. Where'd my tool go?
3: Commentary? Yeah. Yep, it's right over here. I borrowed it.
1: Moody Bible Commentary. It's It's next to me. It's a great, you know, having a little bit of help along the way. Yeah. Or getting a study Bible. And could I add this? One of the great things that you can do, Don't be afraid to mark up your Bible. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. This is why I'm a big proponent of hard copy Bibles. And let me tell you one thing that you get out of marking up your Bible. Ready for this? Your forgetter nerve is always at work in your life. Oh, yeah. The forgetter nerve pops up and it goes, forget, forget, forget. And it's just twitching like a mad dog. No kidding. When you mark up your Bible, you can go back and go, oh, I met with God here. Yeah. That was as real and it becomes as real today as it was two months ago or two years ago. Mm
3: -hmm. Same for journaling little thoughts. The Lord shows you something in scripture and you don't have to have like a flowery journal with a special pen and a cup of coffee next to you. Grab a little notebook any, I mean, the, journaling can be a very masculine thing, too.
1: Oh, my word, please. Yeah, I don't do flowers.
3: Yeah, and that's totally fine. Yeah. I think we've made it sort of a, some, a, a woman's practice.
1: I think you're right about that, You can that, be Allie. a dude
3: and the Lord shows you something. Make a note in your phone if you need to. Have like a Absolutely. little file of, of biblical insight. The Lord shows you a little something. Open a note. Write, write it down on your phone so that you can refer back to it.
1: That's discipleship right there. Coming up, have we got a treat for you? Have you heard what's going on at Auburn? People are getting wet. Yes, people are getting wet. I mean, soaking wet
0: in the best way. Details. Discipleship to start your day. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Something's going on in Auburn.
3: My goodness, cool story out of Auburn University in Alabama. Students gathered for a a worship event called Unite Auburn. And then at the end, a student asked to be baptized. And that led to an impromptu baptism of 200 students out at the lake. We've got Jeremy Napier from Auburn University. He's a chaplain there. Uh, Describe to us uh, what happened after this worship service the other night.
4: Yeah, it was amazing. Um, It was completely, like you said, impromptu. That wasn't the plan. Uh, the plan was completely different, for an ending, that is. But uh, we had someone come forward, so they want to be baptized. And so it just led the whole, a whole lot of students. Uh, I guess Spear was leading to the same thing. So we walked up about a half mile up the road to what we call Red Barn. And it's actually a big pond is what it is. And, and we get in this pond. And, and honestly, when I, show, when I showed up, I thought there would be 100 people. And there's about 2,000, 2,500 surrounding that lake. Wow. Right? And uh, so, uh, you know, as a as a pastor, I thought I better get in there and help baptize. Make sure I, I wanted to make sure people knew why they were getting baptized as well. You know, just hey, just confirming what you're doing here. But it was awesome. It was unbelievable. The spirit was moving, no question. And uh, Lord willing, genuine salvations were made that day.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful, Jeremy Nepier, Again, I've. Uh, f- First season chaplain for the Auburn men's basketball program. I heard, is it true that Hugh Freeze, head coach
4: of the football team, was there as well? That is true. Uh, he was there, and one of his players wanted to be bat- baptized, and he got in there with him. That's awesome, bro. Uh, but the cool thing is, every coach was there. Uh, when I say every coach, I mean the, the head coaches. We had the basketball coach, which I'm a, I'm a men's basketball chaplain, so Coach Pearl was there. Uh, we had Butch, Butch Thompson, baseball coach, and then, of course, Hugh. They were all there in attendance at the event. And, of course, Hugh went up there, and Coach Pearl went up there and saw kids getting baptized, but he jumped in the water. That's just, right. This is just great, this is terrific. All right, um,
1: obviously you want to manage this really well and biblically and responsibly and going forward, but uh, what is God doing now? Um, how are you shepherding this along?
4: So we were able to gather about 350 names. We had a QR code that we used during the event, and then we had a, a baptism list. And so I personally took every one of those names, and I have uh, sent out about 20 names per student pastor in the area. So the whole goal, my goal was to get them plugged into the local body. Um, and so seven weeks up to the event, we had, I had a, I put together a prayer team of about 26 and every one of those were either campus pastors or student pastors within the area. And so what I've done is I've just blasted those names for follow up and just gave them some impromptu questions to get the, get that conversation started. Are you, are you involved in a local church? Where, where are you serving? Uh, That sort of thing. And so we're, we're praying that real discipleship is going to take place. What I've noticed is uh, even the next day, there was a student. Uh, uh, there was more people gathering around that same pond, and apparently, it was someone that's in the uh, I guess the Army Reserves there on campus. They had a they had a lieutenant or a sergeant get into the water, full fatigues, and they were baptizing in the water. And so, again, this movement is continuing. Um, so it's a it's a it's a really cool, yeah. really cool thing that's happening.
1: Jeremy, thank you, man. This has been a great update. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna pray right now. Praise the Spirit of God! Prompts go? us. Um, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to capture a nugget on your heart, Young Thunder, Super Die, Alley, myself. We're just going to pray sure. little 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 shots. Of what the Spirit of God's laid on our heart. Kick us off. I'll wrap us up. Sure. Young Thunder.
2: Father, I just thank you so much for what you are doing, Lord. I thank you for the Spirit moving in the hearts of these kids, yeah. God, and I thank you for the leadership that you have put around these kids to shepherd them, Lord, to disciple them to get them connected to a community of believers who can grow them up and be there for them and whatever they may need. God, I pray that you would just fill Jeremy here. And I pray that you would fill the rest of these uh, pastors, these student pastors and campus pastors, Lord, fill them with wisdom to know exactly what to do for these kids, how to be there, how to serve, how to minister, Lord. And I pray that this movement would just continue and grow in your name.
3: God, I just ask these new hearts in Christ to be protected from Satan. They are going to get attacked. It may be their own family. It may be friends. I mean, life is going to change for just amazing the better, but uh, there are going to be some things that it's going to hit them and god just protect them and yeah. put these amazing people around them yeah. and that that just keep them strong and keep them focused and keep them centered and fixed on you god yeah. and just we we pray for their new fresh hearts and just praising for this discipleship and this follow up of this just great 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 thing that's happening there at Auburn god thank you Lord, use this to spread. Lord, spread across Alabama, spread yeah. across neighboring states. Lord, Please. Bring revival. Come on. We want to see it so badly. Lord, and it's exciting to see these little pockets pop up among young people. Lord, use this as a catalyst for something even bigger.
1: Yeah. God, yeah. I got to believe what's on my heart here that Jeremy was brought here for his first year for such a time as this. Yeah. That's what I believe so over jeremy give him he's got laser focus on this getting these kids into churches is awesome god now we pray your spirit move and empower. give jeremy and the rest of those student leaders the courage to speak the word boldly while you stretch out your hand to do signs and wonders god move in power we pray and as we pray we have great confidence sovereign god you govern the affairs of this world. You govern the affairs of the campus at Auburn. Spark a fire of revival. Let us feel it here. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Brother, thanks for being with us. Where's your accent, man?
4: <laughs> I'm originally from West Virginia, Huntington, West Virginia.
1: That's yeah, awesome, that's a- bro. Glad God brought you there. We might call back and get an update. God willing, this thing keeps flaming like a torch. And we got to get you
0: back on here. Thanks, Jeremy. Living life for Jesus and having a blast in the process. We're Carling Crew Mornings.
1: One of the most therapeutic things for a soul is to live song of praise. Sometimes join in. We might say, Carl, I can't sing a licks. God can God's got an auto-tuner in heaven. He can square it all the way. <laughs> he loves your praise. He really does.
3: We've been talking about this. So what's something that you want to learn more about or you'd love to hear your pastor talk more about so that you can really grow? Carl, you're going to love this one. Someone said, I wish uh, more world local news from a biblical perspective. They'd love to hear more of that.
1: Well, guess what?
3: <laughs> I knew you'd love this one. <laughs> it's red we, meat. Uh, we
1: have, uh, let me give you this in 30 seconds. We have, we are constantly praying, Lord, what do you want us to do with this program? And we're finding that there's a lot of things that are happening in society that need to be addressed biblically. And there's a story that came out of the UK that is, we're going to, we're going to take more and more trips into this avenue, not for the purpose of being political. I mean, a lot of these things, you can't separate them from politics. Well, we will because we gotta come back to the Word of God and, and just say, God, how do you want us to respond to this issue that is happening in the world today? We got a story out of the UK that caught my attention, and Allie, <laughs> you got it, sister. Oh, yeah. That's a great comment someone adds. So we're gonna, we're gonna take a look at what's
0: going on in the world today, and we're gonna address it biblically. Going deeper in our relationship with Jesus, we're Carl and Crew Mornings, Sometimes you've got to look at stories that are going on in this
1: world, pull it out of the world, whoop, bring it under the scriptures and go, all right, what, what's going on here? This from the Daily Mail. And this is a fascinating article. When I saw this, I thought, man, this is one of these things I've got to start sharing more on air. So yeah. here we go, guys. The headline says it all. Plans for a ban on gay conversion therapy are set to be ditched amid concerns about unintended consequences. Let me give you the story in a brief note here. It was Boris Johnson who said in 2019, he said, uh, conversion therapy is despicable, it's inhumane, and it just, it just was slamming it left and right. I'll get back to that in just a moment. Now, the unintended consequences of this ban that was gonna be put in place is that it has a ripple effect And there were a lot of politicians in the U.K. that were saying, whoa, time out. The way this can be applied is that it makes conversations that parents have questioning their children about transgender therapies or transgender issues can make it illegal, which is a problem. Yeah. Okay, it's a problem. Oh, yeah. It could also make it a problem when uh, when there's children that are wanting to use uh, opposite sex restrooms in school and a teacher, could they even say anything at all about it, which is another problem. So the UK determined that they were they were running into something here. Commons leader Penny Mordaunt actually said, yeah, we want to get this through, but we've got to get the language right or else the language is going to really get us in trouble here. Here's the problem when you begin to blow up God's plan for sexuality. Here's the problem. Let me just break it down really simply here. First, I know of no pastor that has ever done conversion therapy.
3: What do you mean by conversion therapy? Conversion
1: therapy is the attempt, and it's often framed as unwitting, weak people who go in and Somebody strong arms them to talk them out of their gayness, okay? Their homosexual tendency or whatever the case, sexuality-wise. Here's the problem with that. I've never heard that happen in my life. Are there occasions when pastors have tried to strong arm people out of a homosexual tendency or lifestyle? I'm sure it's happened, but I don't know them. The problem with even categorizing it as gay conversion therapy is that, hear me now very clearly, the biblical call on our life is to be transformed. Sanctification is a growing process. It is a changing process. So let me tell you how I handle this as a pastor. If someone comes to me and they're a kleptomaniac, Pastor, I can't stop stealing, but I want to stop stealing. They find themselves in pornography. Pastor, I don't want to be in pornography. I want to break free from my addiction to pornography. Whatever that issue is in their life that they're missing their mark, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to help them break free. So if someone comes to me, and I've had this happen numbers of times, with five men in particular that I went into some deep counseling with, And they came to me and they said, I see what I read in 1 Corinthians 6, such were some of you, and in that list is homosexuality. And I do not want to be a slave to it any longer. I, as a pastor, have a moral obligation to help them in their next step with Jesus to gain victory. Does that make sense? Yeah. But that's what's what's happened in our culture today is that we've actually demonized common discipleship. Mm. We've demonized discipleship. Yeah, you're not wrong. So here's what I will say. I'm going to be bold on this one. I'm willing to go to the clink for discipleship. I'm willing to. And that, you know, that that was easy to say a decade ago.
3: Yeah.
1: It's not so easy to say nowadays. But I have to be willing to go to the clink. If, if I'm being castigated for loving someone who comes to me and says, I see this in scripture. This is what my lifestyle has been. I want to be freed from it, pastor. Let me tell you, I'm going to move land and sea to watch this person get freed. So when we see these terms out there rolling around and here's the irony with this, when you get into gay conversion therapy, it makes any conversation wanting someone to get freed from said sin of homosexuality, Mm -hmm. it demonizes it and almost can make it a legal matter.
3: Yeah. Criminalizes it.
1: Criminalize it. The question is, how are we going to live? And the answer is, We've got to do the tough thing. And is there going to come a day when hierarchical law, meaning Scripture, trumps man's law? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get there. Ironically, the story out of the UK, it just shows how when you begin to flip the cart of God's ultimate life-giving precepts of Scripture, it, it now has all these unintended consequences out there.
3: Right, right. That even if you remove any sort of moral or religious objection, you go, oh, wait a second. This is, this is not what we were wanting to do here. That's
1: exactly right, Allie. It's exactly right. So what we need to do as Christians is go, yeah, that, this is where this goes, guys. And not beat them up for it, but then hold the line on those things that we know that we're responsible for. Someone comes to a pastor and they want to be set free from stealing, from pornography, uh, from rampant heterosexual immorality. Of course I'm going to coach and shepherd and pastor and love this person forward. I've seen five men break free from homosexual compulsion to heterosexual delight. Yeah, I have. And should I have to go to the clink for it down the road? I guess I have to go to the clink for it down the road. So from time to time, we're going to have these stories pop up and we're going to look at them through a biblical lens and go, okay, what's really going on here? Because it was, uh, it's interesting Jordan Peterson does not claim to be a Christian, but he said gay conversion therapy is the biggest misnomer. He's a brilliant psychiatrist from Canada. He says it's one of the biggest misnomers out there. And this is what happens. Satan loves to paint what is healthy in horrific colors. Yeah. With titles. So, you don't take everything lying down, but you also don't turn into an angry evangelical. And
0: walking that high ridge is important, isn't it, Allie? Absolutely. Want to put faces to their names? Just follow Carl and Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget, that's Carl with a K.
1: I got a question for you, Boom Crew. What's your favorite concession food? Oh, so good. I got mine already. So good. I got mine. <laughs> I, like I got my favorite concession food. Uh-huh. What favorite
3: is it? concession stand food. Text messages for this one. 312-274-9624. Favorite food from the good old concession stand at a sporting event. 312-274-9624. Allie, go. I mean, I'm... <sighs> At the risk of sounding. It doesn't
1: matter about health food. We're leaving that on the shelf right now. So
3: let's assume that I had no food allergies and I could just eat anything. (laughs) Yeah. I would definitely go for nachos.
1: Okay, nachos. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes.
3: I, okay. I I have great memories of saving up quarters from foul balls that I would track down at my dad's baseball games, <laughs> collecting four or five quarters so I could get that little plastic tray with those chips <laughs> and that processed cheese and the yes. little side cup for so your good. dipping convenience. Okay, so <sighs> nachos better. for Ali. Nachos and cheese. Super Dye? popcorn.
1: Popcorn. 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 Young Thunder cheese fries. Cheese fries.
3: Ugh.
2: Oh. What was that? I don't know.
1: Judgment. <laughs> no. Listen, it's all gut bomb. It's yeah. all yes, gut it bomb. Is.
3: It, yes. Carl, I mean they should have they yeah. should
1: have KO pectate when you walk out of every stadium or arena. I have no idea it here, is. Here's your little Don't here. ask.
3: <laughs> what is your favorite? Carl? Hot dogs. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Uh, I didn't think good. you'd pick a hot
1: dog. Well, I'm not gonna okay. eat it out there on the streets, but when you get me in a ball game, <laughs> give me a big old processed wow. chunk of hot dog. That's true. Okay. There's just something oh, do. Oh okay. man, you get a warm hot dog with a cool breeze. Oh ho, 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 ho. <laughs> You get some hot peppers in that bad boy mustard, no ketchup
3: couple of others coming in from the Boom Crew. 5431 votes for a corn dog. 4258 says White Sox loaded nachos helmet.
2: Ooh, can the helmet. Oh, yeah. yeah, nachos can and a
3: helmet. Can you eat the
2: helmet? No, you can't eat the it's helmet. So it's It's like oh, a whole. You can oh, take it, it home. It.
3: Mm-hmm. Pretzel and that cheese stuff. 8203. <laughs> oh, pretzel.
1: oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, those are the good. Pretzels. The soft pretzel Soft pretzels. That's my second choice. Yep, the another. Vine. Lots
3: of votes for the salted pretzel. This one, 1810 with mustard. Okay, 3410 <laughs> funnel cake. They sell yeah. funnel cake at games? Oh, yeah. 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 Funnel cake's great. die 7883 says Greek fries from Wrigley. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Ice yes. cream in the baseball hats, 3636. Yes. 0705 says a brat with sauerkraut and mustard.
1: Okay, I got a confession to make. Mm-hmm. This is horrible. Oh, no. what? what the cat here is a funnel cake?
3: You don't know a funnel cake no, is? No, what's
1: a, what's a funnel carnivals
2: cake? Carnivals? It's Are like, can... uh, it, it's basically like fried dough mm-hmm. that is like in this circular wiggly pattern. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Boy, what it looks so like.
1: far, I have no clue still.
3: Are you it's familiar really good. With elephant ears. The term elephant ears of oh, yeah. Carnival. That, same idea. Same just idea, Just in a different shape. Yeah.
1: And you put
2: ice cream in them? No. You just you put powdered sugar on top. Well, somebody yeah. said they like funnel cake with ice cream. Well, I've never yeah.
3: had
0: that. That they sounds good. They'll scoop it a la mode. Yeah, they'll do it a la mode. Mm-hmm. A la yeah. mode. There we go. Mm-hmm.
3: These are really creative.
1: Brought sauerkraut and mustard? Yeah. 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 What's well, the matter? You don't like sauerkraut? No. Gotta or mustard. I got to get turned on to sauerkraut. Or mustard. You know what I had this morning? What? Just this morning? You had sardines, didn't you? Nope. What? Oh. Kind of a cousin.
3: <laughs> what is Anchovies?
1: I knock back every morning. I thought this morning I, I might need to share this. I don't know why. Now it's a perfect time. Cod liver oil. I just tip it up into my mouth. You do not. Yes, I do. Wow. No. It's so good. That sounds disgusting. No, it's that's, so good. That's something. How? Takes me back to the ocean every time
2: I take a lip Can't you just like get some salt in like a jar or something and just smell
3: it? Oh, gosh.
1: Some sea salt.
3: Okay, I went from being hungry to wow. I'm good. I might yeah. never eat again. Mm-hmm.
1: No, cod liver oil. You tip that back up. No, get yourself a big old mouthful of that and gulp stop. it down. You, just, you need oh. to stop. stop. Oh, you have oh. to stop. Oh, it's got a distinct smell of a bilge. Okay, of bilge pump please in Bristol, Bale, Alaska. Stop. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this show, cast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.